Hey, this is Omar, and this is, and that's okay. You're listening to a podcast about life, mental health, and taking care of ourselves. Hey, welcome back for our third and final episode on emotional capacity. Want to thank Martha and Amara for coming back again and really talking and digging deep into this uh, topic. We started with coworkers, then we went to friends, and now we're going to talk about emotional capacity with family members, which is probably the more our most intrusive one that we're going to uh, dig into. And I, I realize this could bring up emotion for all of us, so I want to hold the space if we need some time during this conversation to be able to take a pause if we need to, okay? Um, so once again, we're going to avoid talking about the name of our jobs, the name of people, and this is not going to be a podcast where we're diagnosing people. Uh, we may give hints or suggestions about things or things that we've tried or things we've seen tried. And yeah, and one last time, the definition that we're going to go with for emotional capacity is one's own ability to hold their own emotions while also navigating others. Sound good? Yep, sounds great. Excellent. So here comes the, I believe, a deeper and bigger conversation. You have a family member or family members that come to you and they, you seem to be the person or part of the group where they're constantly come to you with their frustrations or with things that are going on in their life. Um, and what is your experience in that? And how do you hold that for yourself and then also navigate it with them? You know, this is something that I am still working on and will probably continue to work on for most of my life. Um, I feel like making space for friends and coworkers seems so easy compared to making space for family members. Um, you know, growing up, I have always taken on the role of the listener and the compassionate, empathetic one. And because of that, I have a lot of family members that come to me and I find it really challenging to put up boundaries with family members and I am still learning. If anyone else has some advice to give me, I'd love to hear it. I feel like this is um, very different for me. I'm the youngest of four. Um, all of my siblings are married and have children. Um, so I don't feel like I'm necessarily the one that they go to, really. We also, we all are really bad at communicating when we're not together <laughs> uh, so I, like I talk to my mom every day but my siblings it's mostly just when we're hanging out um, but I think 
also I have a, a very different perspective being the youngest single childless one um, that my mom, I feel like I talk to her a lot about things that each of my siblings are going through um, because she's the one that we all go to, but then she doesn't really have, I feel like she doesn't have as many people as she can go to. And I think because I know all of them, it's easy for her to come to me um, and be like, to talk through kind of the things that are going on. Um, because I can offer like almost an outsider's perspective while also knowing the individuals that are involved. Um, so that's been interesting now that like I'm an adult and my mom and I have adult conversations and it's not just like, no, you can't stay out past 11. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's, I feel like it's kind of fun, but also it's kind of weird. Cause it's like, my mom will tell me things that my siblings have told her and it's like, I don't know that they know that I know, but so yeah, it's, it's interesting, but yeah. So it sounds like when you were younger, it was, it was, the relationship was different is the way I'll say it. And as you became an adult, you grew more into your own life and your own self and it became pretty prevalent. Uh, I just messed that up. Uh, it became pretty um, real for you to understand that you have this capacity to be able to be there for family and um, understand and listen to what they have to say. But there's challenges in that and there's struggles in that as compared to when you're younger and you're more in a a child or adolescent role um but now being a mental health and trying to navigate your own self-care you're finding the difficulties can we talk a little bit about those challenges and difficulties yeah for me i think i the difficulty is separating my family members struggles from my own and when I compare it to, you know, working with a client, you know, I've worked with a lot of clients who have struggled with a lot of adversity and I'm able to support them and also leave at the end of the day. But when it comes to my family members, I really struggle with that separation. And even though, you know, I know it's not my fault or that there may be nothing I can do, I still feel a lot of guilt that I'm not doing enough or, you know, I need to step up and help more. And it causes, it's kind of a constant worry on my mind when I have family members that are struggling and I try my best. I've had those difficult conversations about needing boundaries because it's too intense for me to take on all of that. So I've had conversations with one family member of, you know, I can support you in this area, but when it comes to this, I don't have any more room, you know, and even having that conversation, you know, I got emotional because I feel, I feel bad and I feel like, you know, this is my family. Why can't I show up more for them? I'm a therapist, you know, of all people, I should be able to show up. 
but it really shows how different, you know, working with a client and working, not working, but, (laughs) and having a relationship with a family member is and the challenges around that. I feel like that's the hardest part about it is that there's um, like an expectation that when it's family, that you show up no matter what, right? Um, whether it's going to be a good thing for you or not good for your mental health. Um, and especially being in the helping profession, um, there's an added layer of expectation of like, this is what you do for a living. You should be able to help us. Um, but I think the thing that they don't realize is that we're getting that from everywhere. And so having those boundaries, I think is extra important, but yeah, those, however hard those conversations are with friends, with family, they're so much harder. Yeah. And I feel like I've grown a lot and I'm able to have those conversations with family members now, but what I'm seeing is other family members aren't there and they're not able to have those conversations. And that is also difficult for me because I see the disconnect and I see the lack of communication and I'm like, I want to shake them. And it's like, why aren't you guys talking about this? And then I, once again, am put in this, like, the mediator role, and I feel stuck in the middle, and that's not healthy either. So it's been a struggle for me working on those boundaries and learning to step back and know that I can only do so much, and I'm only in control of myself and my own growth, and I have no control over what other people are going to talk about or if they're ready to make that change or take that step. And I have to just kind of sit back and show my love and support for them, no matter where they are in that process. Do you find yourselves, and this is just a general question, but just listening to you, do you find yourselves in more of like a fixer role or the peacemaker? Um, and I know there's several different roles that family members um, fulfill, but how hard is it to be that type of role? I definitely feel like I'm the peacekeeper, and I always have been my whole life. And I think it can be difficult, for sure. Um, and it's something that I don't know if I'll ever grow out of being the peacekeeper because I think honestly, that's a quality that I do love about myself. It's somewhat of a blessing and a curse. I like to think of it. Um, and it's a blessing one because it allows me to do this line of work and work in mental health and be a therapist and be supportive and compassionate to others. And it also sometimes feels like a challenge because it takes a lot out of me. And I do, I think about, you know, over all these conversations that we've had with coworkers and friends and now family, I really picture, you know, a glass full of water and, you know, we show support and we cater to others. And every time we do that, we pour a little water out, but we also need someone else to pour that water back into our cup. And I think the more that we give and aren't able to put up those boundaries, the less water we have in the end. And we really can't support others if, you know, we have an empty cup. So that's just one way I think of it. How do you 
when it comes to family members navigate self-care it seems like this would be one of the most difficult places to do so because you're balancing not trying to hurt that person really caring for that person being empathetic towards whatever's going on for them and also realizing you may need time and or space for yourself so how do you how do you how do you navigate that i feel like with family because they're the ones that's like I don't, I feel like there's a saying because I say it a lot, but maybe I just made it up. <laughs> like they're the ones that will basically love you no matter what. Um, so I feel like with friends having that conversation of like, these are my boundaries. There's always that worry of like, well, maybe they're just going to be like, well, I don't need that. So we're not friends anymore. But with family, depending on the conversation, there's times where it's like, I feel like there is almost a little bit less pressure because I know that no matter what happens, we're family and we're going to work through it and be okay. Um, so I don't know, but I also know my family is, we're all like very loud and ridiculous, but for the most part, um, everyone is pretty much has their shit together, which is really nice. And I know that's not, um, every family. So I feel very thankful. Um, but yeah, even though we are generally okay, we still have to have those conversations. With like, you know what? I need, I'm going to not come to this family gathering because I need a little bit of time. Yeah, I think sometimes time and space is necessary when there's a lot going on or there's a lot of stressors, at least for me. I need, and I verbalize that to certain family members of, you know, this is a lot right now and I need to take a step back. And whether that's, you know, not have as much communication for the next few weeks or not have as many visits, whatever, whatever it is, you know, sometimes for me, because I take on so much of my family's stuff, for me taking that space, it's kind of like out of sight, out of mind. And that's, what I've learned is one of the only ways for me to really not obsess and worry about everybody else in my family. Um, and that has worked for me. So it's something that, you know, although it's really hard to tell a family member that because like you said, you don't want to hurt their feelings and you don't want to seem like the bad guy. I think in the end, or I've learned even having those difficult conversations yes with family like it's they're going to be there in the end and it can be helpful and important to be honest and communicate your needs okay so i'm gonna jump on the other side of this you guys ready for this question Mm -hmm. okay have you ever been on the other end where you're the one going to a family marriage member constantly about some things and not really realize that or you're going to someone over and over and over again and you're like oh crap I keep saying the same things over and over again to that person and when did that realization come if that's happened to you yeah sometimes I definitely feel like a broken record (laughs) 
<laughs> with certain things in my life. Um, and I'm, I'm pretty aware of that. And I do try to turn that around and think, wow, that's kind of like what, you know, they do towards me. And I get so frustrated. So it's definitely, and I call myself out on that. It's like, okay, I know I've talked to you about this a thousand times. Um, so yeah, that has happened. And I think just being self-aware of that is important. And when I do find myself doing that again, I do try to take a step back and cause I don't want to be a quote burden, I guess on someone else. So I kind of take a step back and try to handle it on my own. I'm trying to think, I feel like the couple people in my life that I typically go to are very blunt humans. And so if I'm coming to them with the same problem, they're going to be like, listen, we've been talking about this for a long time and nothing's happening. Um, I can't think of like a specific example, but I know I'm sure that's happened. Um, so I think it's nice that I have them as like my safe, trusted people that I know that they're going to be honest with me, even if it's, if it's not what I want to hear, it's what I need to hear. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah. Thank you for saying that. Amari, you talked about being a burden. What do you mean by that? I just feel like sometimes if... Mm, I don't know quite how to answer that. I think because I know how draining and intense it can feel for me sometimes when someone leans on me so intensely, I don't want to be that to someone else. And I guess in some ways there may be certain people in my life that it is really intense and heavy. And sometimes I wish I wasn't their go-to. And I think, yeah, in turn, I just don't want to be that to someone else. I really appreciate you both sharing it. Um, I really am grateful for you both have these different experiences with emotional capacity when it comes to life um, um, specifically with family, you, it sounded like as we talked about coworkers and friends, it was really similar. Um, with this being the last episode for emotional capacity, what are your thoughts? What do you, would you like to share, um, for other people listening about how to navigate that with these three different parts of your lives? I think one of the most important things is communicating with others in your life about where you're at and what you can take and really being honest with those around you and honest with yourself um, about those boundaries and how you're feeling and just being open and and authentic with those around you. Um, Because like I said the first time, if you're not able to hold your own emotions and have space for that, then you're never going to be able to healthily and effectively hold space for other people's emotions. Um, So making sure that you have water in your cup to be able to pour out to others 
Because if you're trying to pour air out of a cup, it's not going to be helpful for anyone. Thank you guys again. Um, This has been a wonderful conversation. I really appreciate it. I'll have to have you guys back in the future. Um, I had a good time. I don't know if you guys did. It's been great. That's amazing. There are things we can do to take care of ourselves. And sometimes it takes time to figure it out. And that's okay.